when you have brands uh, sampling, they're typically beverage brands I'm talking about here. Uh, they're, they're typically selling seven to 12 cans in a session. We're averaging 40 to 50. Um, so for us, that's telling us, okay, sampling is where the money needs to be spent. Our marketing dollars needs to be spent, but it's not, it can't be sampling alone. So we're layering heavy promotion plans on top of that. So you're talking about, uh, buy two for six, two for five. And we're now really layering on, um, heavily BOGOs because that's a great way to drive trial. Um, if, if you can get two for the price of one, why not just give it a go? usually like it. Welcome to Winning at Work, the podcast for foodies, founders, and food and beverage professionals. You know, if you wanted to discover a new brand, a new food or beverage to try, there are literally thousands of companies out there. It is very difficult to do that. That's why we curate the different, the better, and the special brands here each and every week so you don't have to do the heavy lifting. If you're a founder and you're looking to connect with other like-minded executives, we make that very easy. And if you just work in the food and beverage industry and you're looking for fresh inspiration, we have that here in spades. This episode is sponsored by Temple. Congratulations, you're selling in retail. But the competition is fierce, and your brand is surrounded by similar products. How will consumers find you? Let Temple show you an innovative retail sales solution. Click on the Attract Consumers link below. Need to attract great employees? Click on the Hire Now below, and we'll show you how to use your culture to help you stand out. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to Winning at Work, everybody. It is Tony, and I had this really interesting, really tasty sample pack of maca wheatgrass. These are just a superfood beverage. I had four different flavors sent to me. Um, and we're going to talk today with the CEO and the founder, Brian Hill of Maka, and what I find kind of interesting, there's a lot of interesting things about this brand. So maca is this, uh, it, it means being active. And this wheatgrass superfood, it's they blend it with, a, with tea. We're going to find out what teas they use. It's lightly carbonated, so it gives it a nice little fizzy kind of finish. Also very interesting, maca is also a public benefit corporation. So they donate at least 1% of their gross proceeds to a, uh, a mission-aligned environmental issue. And Maka uh, and Brian and his team, they have decided to focus in on clean water initiatives. So we're talking about uh, Surfrider and Nature Conservancy. Those are the two groups that they primarily uh, donate to. And we've had other guests on that are really focused on um, some of these issues, like in this case, Surfrider, they really focus on plastic reduction and ocean protection. So uh, big, big supporters of that organization. And then um, interestingly, Brian, this uh, I discovered that uh, the Nature Conservancy is actually doing work here in North Carolina. And I had no idea. So I was just doing some research on this. But apparently over half of all of the carnivorous plants in all of America, half of them are native to North Carolina. Who knew? I didn't. <laughs> I, I had no idea. So you're, you know, the 
pitchers, uh, you know, the the pitcher plants, the fly traps. So apparently, uh, North Carolina actually is one of their state symbols is the Venus flytrap. Interesting. So yeah, I, I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> so I thought that's kind of cool. And these are the kinds of organizations that you are uh, that you're supporting now, Brian. You had to your message. You know, your mission was that you were you were on a, a personal journey, right, to get in better health, more shape. You challenged yourself to be a, a vegetarian. Are you still a vegetarian? I am. Yes. So, and, and how long has this been? A couple of years now. Uh, more than that. It's been about eight years now. Oh, okay. So you're totally, this is more than just a, a, a change or a habit. You, this is something you've, you've done. So I think it was kind of through that journey that you had discovered wheatgrass and, you know, knew it was a, a, a nice natural supplement, but really difficult to, to consume it. You know, I imagine those grinders, you know, where you're like, cutting it and trying to feed it in the top and you're trying to squeeze it out. It's just kind of a, it's a pain, you know, and there's some sensory issues there for some people. They don't really like that. So you had the great idea of, well, why don't we turn this into something easily consumable, right? That's correct. You, you uh, nailed it right there. I was just thinking back to those, those evenings where I was just, or really mornings is when I was consuming it, grinding away. Like I, I had trays of wheatgrass, so <laughs> you had to grow it, harvest, juice it. It's a pain. Oh, it's so really you were like, product. you were truly hardcore. So you were actually, you know, in there with your little mini little clippers and like doot, 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 yeah. doot, cutting it. Yeah, I, I had to be because I was using it as a way to supplement my diet while I was training for an Ironman. So I was trying to make sure that I was really getting my, my nutrition out of this thing. And well, hold yeah. up now. So you did an Ironman. Yeah, yeah, I did, uh, I did a half. half Ironman up in May. It was uh, it was half. Still, mad respect. Okay, so a half Ironman, if I'm going from memory, that is about a, uh, it's over, what's that, like a mile and a half swim? Yep. 55 miles on the bike and a half, right. mi- half marathon finish. That's correct. Yep. That's brutal. How'd you yep. do? I did, I did well. Uh, and this was in Maine. Yeah, I finished, which is which is great, uh, but very cold waters. I, I swam very quickly because I couldn't see if there was a shark next to me or not. So <laughs> that was I, I'm sure that that would have qualified for the wetsuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was summer and it still required a wetsuit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Open water swimming is very challenging. I, it's not something I've perfected. I, I, I would say I'm I'm a very, very good swimmer um, and I'm still not super comfortable with that kind of environment with all those people, the kicking, it's just like, how do you, you know, your breathing's not normal. And it's just, it's just tough. If you got to, that's a real art to learn. Yeah. That aspect of, of the race. That's absolutely challenging. So one hint is like everyone does like the, the normal crawl, right? Yeah. It's actually a fairly hard swim. So you can, you can do any stroke you want. I just did backstroke so much easier. You did backstroke. (laughs) Yes. Keep it. Yeah. You've really kept a lot of the water out of your face. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the water's so dark, you can't see anything. You, yeah. Or you're looking in front of you, which is your feet, and you yep. can see where people are going. So you can just kind of shift your direction based exactly. on that. Just gave away my strategy, but it works. Oh, that's super <laughs> clever. Because I would want to do breaststroke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, that's a little slower. So It's slower. Yeah. And you're probably pissing people off as you kick them. 
<laughs> with your side You're taking up more of a zone than you need to <laughs> yeah it's a, a bigger zone than they want to give you okay so this was kind of the, your origin of like this is why you wanted to really create this and i, and I gotta say so the the uh the four pack came in and you know i looked at it and i absolutely beautiful colors um you really nail just in the um the packaging that it's obviously wheatgrass because it's kind of growing up from the bottom, but you're also touching on the 1% for the planet, you know, kind of a light caffeine in here too, the very clean label. What are these uh, teas that you're using? Yeah. So we're, we're using Yerba Mate and its cousin Guayusa. So Guayusa is, a, I would say, a little less known, but they're, they're both herbal teas. So you get this really nice, like focused energy. You're not getting that that really like high spike and big crash that you get with other Guayusa. Uh, yep, Guayusa. Yep. Natural stimulant with antioxidant supporting focus and alertness. Well, I noticed that you did kind of take the angle of um, energy drink. Why did you choose energy rather than just a superfood or functional? Why niche in on on that? Well, you know, one energy is is a very big market. I think people understand energy drink very easily and quickly. So for us, it's an education issue. We really are trying to differentiate on wheatgrass. Wheatgrass requires a lot of education. So here we can say, okay, you you get your energy, and not only that, it's a better, in my opinion, it's a better energy coming from yerba mate and guayusa. You get your energy. You get your focus, but you also get your greens with the wheatgrass and you don't taste it because it's all fruit forward. You didn't taste it. I, that's the thing. Yeah. I, that's the, I, I know that has got to be your challenge with the, with the consumer, because I will tell you, I thought I was like, okay, what is this going to taste like? Oh yeah. But, to, but everyone, everyone who tries it, totally yep. surprised, totally surprised, um, the hibiscus passion fruit. I like this one. I thought the mango was nice. The lemon, very citrusy, and obviously that's your challenge is to get consumers just into into trial. Yeah, absolutely. But but to your point, when they do try it, we, we have like a 99% conversion rate because when they try it, they're just like, that is not what I was expecting. This is actually really good. And by the way, I get energy and greens. So it's actually, it, it's a pretty easy conversion once we get liquid to lips. Yeah, there's that expression, liquid to lips. Yep. And, you know, you really did not add that much sugar. 10 grams added sugar, really not that bad when you're considering these are, it's a straight dosage of but you yeah. know, eight shots. It's eight shots of of wheatgrass. That's not a lot of sugar to kind of bring it up to the, the flavor profile you want. Yeah, and what's great is our, our sugar actually comes from the fruit juice and blue agave. So we don't use sugar alternatives. We don't use stevia, monk fruit. I personally... Uh, do not like those ingredients. They stay in my mouth. Um, That's my big issue with them. Yeah. That's my big issue with monk fruit and stevia. It's the aftertaste. I get it. The the start of it is sweet, but it, I don't like the way it finishes. Okay. So you're going blue agave and what else? Uh, So blue agave and fruit juice, depending on which flavor it is, it's either going to be mango, pineapple juice, lemon juice. Just depending so on the flavor. So you're just going with the natural, the natural sugar and flavor that, and that's clever. And it's yep. a nice way to hide it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You, you mentioned you're getting your greens. So what's the daily dosage of greens that we're supposed to have? 
Yeah. So with wheatgrass, there's no set dosage you're supposed to have. Um, when you take a shot of wheatgrass, you, you really only want to start with a shot because if you take a live shot, it's going to have live enzymes. The enzymes are really what kind of, uh, cause people to have gastro issues. So that's another thing that might come up every so often here because it's a pasteurized product. There's, there's no live enzymes. So, um, I was getting up to what I personally believe was an efficacious dose of about eight wheatgrass shots a day. And uh, that was just because I was trying to get to certain vitamin intake and antioxidant intake. So that's what we have in our drinks here. So um, it's it's not a prescribed amount of greens, but it's, a, to me, an efficacious dose of greens. Right. But I mean, if you were to think about the dosage of greens that one should have, and then you have one of these, how much closer are you to fulfilling the FDA's requirement on green? Yeah, yeah pound for pound, like this, this does, uh, it, it, it uh, surpasses uh, spinach, it surpasses broccoli. So you would, you would get more here if you were to consume a larger amount of it. Translating that to a, a daily's hard, uh, but pound okay. for pound, just because you're yeah. not going to have a pound of wheatgrass. But pound for pound, it, it has more uh, it has more chlorophyll, more phytonutrients and more, uh, vitamin A, um, which is what you see in our cans here. Each can has 80% vitamin A. Now, what are the benefits of the chlorophyll? I noticed that that's, um, that's, you don't normally see that in a drink. Yeah, you don't really see it. There's, there are some brands out there that are, are trying to promote chlorophyll and, and, uh, green ingredients like that. Uh, really it like antioxidant. Some people call it like, um, I actually won't go down that path cause I think it, it's a claim, but really it's the antioxidant purpose of consuming these type of, uh, ingredients. Well, I would think for, uh, children too, you know, if, if you've got a picky eater, maybe they would drink this. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't promote it at the moment because of the caffeine to children, but we, we do know oh, of, right. of kids that are drinking this and, Honestly, it's better than a Starbucks, which has 240 milligrams of caffeine in it, which I see kids drinking all the time. I don't promote 240. it. 240. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. If if you get like a medium Starbucks uh, coffee, it is loaded with caffeine. Yeah. That's a huge, uh, that's a huge boost. And then on top of that, the sugar. Absolutely. Yep. So they're going to the moon and back in about 30 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Good luck. Good, good luck putting that one in the classroom. Yeah. Um, well, what else should the consumer know about this? Yeah, so so our mission has always been wheatgrass for all. And uh, we kind of touched upon it earlier. The issues with wheatgrass is it, it's hard to find. It's hard to consume. Uh, like when I, was, when I was growing at home, I had a rotation of five to six trays going at any given time. So you have to grow it. That takes 10 days. Harvest it. That takes some time and juice it. You have time and cleaning up that you have to do after that. So really I went to the market and I was like, okay, is there better alternatives? And there really isn't, you can get it powdered. That means you have to mix it up. You have, you can get it frozen, but then you have to plan out your use occasion. So there was nothing ready to drink like this. This truly is one, one of a kind. And because of that, we're actually getting, um, great, uh, distribution. Uh, we're in sprouts, we're launching fresh market. We're going to be nationwide this year. 
And um, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, Brian. And you're in Gelson's. Yeah, we're in Gelson's. Yep. We're, oh we're launching. Oh my gosh. Gelson's. I don't know. I, what do you know the footprint for Gelson's? I, I just discovered it. Oh, it's a beautiful in, store. Yeah. Oh my God. If you've never been into a Gelson's, yeah. you need to go in there. Because yeah. everyone knows I'm up here in the mountains. We are really limited and we have a very low end Ingalls. We felt so funny when we were, I was out with my mom. She's out in Palm Springs, Palm Desert area. Yep. And we walked into the Albertsons and it was like a 10. And we we're like, oh, we we felt so stupid, really, <laughs> walking around with stars in our eyes and inside a grocery store. And then um, my dad was like, no, we need to go over to, to Gelson's to get something. Yep. And it was like 11. I mean, I went from a 10 to an 11. That place is amazing. That is a huge win for you because that consumer in there has got money. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful store. There's 27 of them. They're opening their 28th later this year. So we're going to participate in a grand opening launch. But we have have them and other similar stores would be Bristol Farms, uh, Erwan. And then we're working on a couple other to like really build out Southern California. But when you talk about beautiful grocery stores, Southern California is the it epitome is, of it. <laughs> I mean, it is the epitome of it. And they yeah. have beautiful like mini food courts in there, really high. I mean, it's this high end everything. I mean, yeah. we we just we couldn't eat enough. I mean, they the the pasta salads, everything they had already pre-made. So I think you're really talking to the right buyers because you're talking to someone who is uh, concerned, you know, they, they want something healthy. They know it's not going to be, uh, you know, a dollar drink. And, and you're hitting on our strategy, which is we're, we're really trying to go natural channel first and natural leaning conventionals first. Um, and that's what you're seeing with, with the retailers that we're rolling out with. And because of that, um, it, we're having great velocities. Uh, we're having great trial. Uh, we're having great results. Uh, Bristol uh, Farms, we we actually just tested out this promotion that we did there and it ended up putting us first in our functional, be- uh, functional beverage category, which was amazing. So we outsold GT Kombucha and Honesty, well, Just Tea. Yeah, Just Tea. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the natural consumer, of course, is very interested in this. And now we're just starting to roll out into, I would say, conventional that have some natural leanings. And we're going to test that out. And hopefully, hopefully that goes well, because we really want wheatgrass for all. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It is wheatgrass for all, but it is yeah. that price parity. I mean, you're, you are going, you know, looking at other options on the shelf, you're going to have to read the label. You're going to have to say, okay, why am I going to pay more for this? Yes. You know, but I think you do convey it and um, they might have to do a little bit of research. Now, you know what? I didn't actually click your QR code, but does it, when it says learn more, where does that go? That brings you right to the website and, okay. and you can learn about our brand there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's smart. I think that's smart. Now, let's talk a little bit about how you are supporting the brand once it gets in, because obviously, you know, great. Yay, the buyers like it. You got on shelf, but 70% of the work is still in front of you. Maybe 80% of the work is still in front of you. So walk us through some of your early strategies of consumer education, getting them into trial. What's working? Yeah, what's working for us, and I think this is for most brands that 
uh, have the time and, and money to do it is sampling. So we go into as many stores as we can. We have someone in a store every single day. Uh, like it's that important for us. And um, it's not unusual for us to have four or five people in a submarket going at once just to build up that awareness. So that's highly, highly effective. The when sample. you have brands, okay. yeah. When you have brands uh, sampling, they're typically beverage brands. I'm talking about here. Uh, they're they're typically selling seven to twelve cans in a session. We're averaging forty to fifty. Um, so for us, that's selling us. Okay, sampling is where the money needs to be spent. Our marketing dollars needs to be spent, but it's not. It can't be sampling alone. So we're layering heavy promotion plans on top of that. So you're talking about uh, buy two for six, two for five, and we're now really layering on um, heavily bogos because that's a great way to drive trial. Um, if, if you can get two for the price of one, why not? Just give it a go. Well, and you've Usually got four like flavors. It. you got four flavors, so they can look at it and go, yep. we'll buy two, yep. we'll get the other two, let's see if we can find one that we love, and then we'll have something that we can put into our rotation. People just don't like to waste money. It's funny. I've had this conversation with people before. It's like the, you really have to hit that sweet spot where they feel like they're not over overbuying or buying too much of something that they're going to waste. So I think the BOGO is a great way for them to yeah. get four SKUs at a good price. And then if they don't like one, you know, not that big a deal, but man, I really like those other two. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have multiple SKUs like this. There's something for everyone. We have some people that hate coconut, but they love the lemon and vice versa. So uh, we're, we're actually finding, except for hibiscus, which is is really leading the pack, they're all like relatively similar when it comes to overall velocities and sales, which tells us that, okay, we're hitting multiple people here. That must be the case because definitely something like a coconut is either kind of a, you, yeah. you people are either yay or nay. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a, <laughs> that's kind of a unique flavor. So let's talk a little bit more about your sampling. If you're getting 40 to 50, that's really, really above average. Yeah. Because most companies will tell me that, sampling it can be a break even or maybe sometimes even a losing proposition because they have to sell so much to you know just to break even you're obviously doing that in spades tell me like how are you handling the staffing for that yeah so uh for the longest time it was all internal it, and uh we we have a, a gentleman russell he's amazing uh, actually people in New York recognize him from LA. Like he's, he's super recognizable, super approachable. So he was the one that was doing a sampling for a while, got to a point where he couldn't manage what we needed to do. So he started noticing other samplers in the field and started approaching the ones that he felt were super effective. So we started building out uh, a very effective, um, program in Southern California in particular, and it's all people that we trust. We work directly. There's no agencies involved. Uh, nothing wrong with agencies, but we we just like to have people that are passionate about our brand, know us personally, and then are willing to like turn around and, and really sell it the way that we would want to sell it ourselves. That's what's been effective for us. Can we do that on a larger scale? Probably unlikely. We're going to have to get agencies involved, and that's going to be a, a different uh, animal uh, to deal with shortly. Uh, but for now, it's all been in-house in very, very close uh, contractors. Now, these these contractors, you use that word. So would, are these brand ambassadors? Are yeah. these 
Yeah. So they're like ambassadors or they're, they're brand fans. Yep. Yep. Um, do they also have any responsibilities for content? Uh, they don't personally have responsibility, uh, but what we have found is they're so engaging with the people that are, are sampling the products. We're, we're actually getting incredible content from the consumers themselves. We don't pay for any content. So everything that you see on our social, that's all uh, customer driven. UGC. Just, yep, exactly. Yep. And that's been highly effective for us. And, and we have uh, major actresses that just come across the, the beverage, try it, post it. We have one that's posted about five times, hasn't asked us for a thing. It's just because she loves it. So it's stuff like that, that are uh, really highly engaged samplers are then conveying to the customer, gets them excited, and then they start posting it themselves. So your brand ambassadors, they are contracted. So you, you know, you do pay them correct to, to go to the grocery store and spend X amount of time yep. and you send additional, uh, do you send additional supplies to the store? Yeah, we try to get the store to stock up, but the reality is most stores don't do it effectively, um, if at all. So yes, we, we will, um, stock them up with some product. We give them sampling table, um, stickers, and sometimes we'll have coupon codes if we're not on promo, uh, just to drive a little, uh, excitement. And, sw- and they're wearing some swag. Yep. Yep. They, they have some maca swag, uh, which is fun. <laughs> How about like a wheatgrass headset? You know, that would be interesting. <laughs> you would certainly stand out. That would stand out. <laughs> that would stand out. Yes. That also may stand out. It's one of my worst ideas. <laughs> so you do. Okay. So your challenge then in a way is to find those natural, authentic fans of the brand who, is this like considered a side hustle for them? Uh, for, for the samplers, no, uh, most of them are, this is their, their full time, uh, gig. Like they, they have a passion for it. You're just contracting a portion of their time to do it. Yeah. So, uh, one of them we have full time and then others, yeah, we're using parts, part of their hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an area that I'm really passionate about because I've, I have been looking to kind of unlock the secret for retail for for brands to really get that velocity inside of retail and this seems to be it it's the combination yeah. of the sampling the brand ambassadors what about um have you have you tried anything with affiliates where you have maybe they're creating that content it's genuine a, it's authentic a little bit. yeah we tested that a little bit it's something we're open to we're we've been really focused on in-store so affiliate is great for online and we do have online. We have, we have our own website, we have Amazon, we have everything there. Uh, but our, our marketing dollars have been focused on in-store. Yeah. But yeah, a- affiliate is something that we are exploring uh, to a greater extent now. Well, no, you're right. I mean, it, it does kind of lend itself because you're on social media. It yep. lends it to itself to like an Instacart or a Shopify Yep. And, you know, it drops into their cart and they order it. But I do think there's some applications to to drive them into the store. But then how does that affiliate get credit for it? Right. Yeah. So that is kind of the. That's the challenge. That's part. kind of yeah. the rub unless they're taking a coupon code. Yeah. Right. I think it's great. Um, have you tried some things that that haven't worked? Because a lot of look, beverage consumers, uh, uh, entrepreneurs, you you guys will try anything. What's, yeah. What's not working 
What has not been effective is, uh, I would say, hot, like top of funnel, high level marketing efforts. Like at, at this stage, we have to be as close to that purchase decision as possible. So in-store sampling, handing someone a coupon, that's been super effective. What's ineffective is like the social advertising. Uh, we just don't have the brand awareness where someone's willing it, and given our ingredient, it's a little polarizing. Uh, we don't have the brand awareness to really make that conversion worthwhile. It's a very expensive conversion. So we've moved away from social advertising altogether and really just focusing just at bottom funnel close to purchase. I mean, isn't that great that you've actually figured out what works? Still figuring it out, but for the most part, it's working. <laughs> Not to say that it's 100% perfect, but at least it gives you some confidence. Yeah. If we spend our money here, we know we're going to have a good showing inside this retailer. We're going to get the velocity. We're going to get those yep. repeats. I think it's great. Um, so what are some of the best ways for people to go out and try it? I, well, wait a minute. Wait, you've got a code, don't you? We do have a code. What I should have, I, I think I've got it pulled up here too. Hold on. Yeah, so our website's livingmaka.com. That's M-A-K-A. So livingmaka.com. Livingmaka.com, right? And then what the code is what? Maka-founder-20? That's correct. That will get you 20% off um, all of our products online. First time. Um, First time yep. order, Maka-Founder-20. Yep. Okay. That is correct. I would I would say, look, try it. I I was, I really liked it. And of course, we all know the benefits of, of wheatgrass. And there are really a lot of benefits. Now, I know some of them are claims and there are some, there's some scientific research. Uh, maybe there's some areas that it's not as fully developed. So you, you probably don't go over the top with your claims, but there are, but there are some that, that, that you can hang your hat on. Yeah. Yeah. We make no claims when it comes to the wheatgrass itself. People use it for various reasons. It's not something that, that we uh, promote. Uh, you can do your own research on that. But what we can really Smart. talk about is, is the vitamin A. We have 80% vitamin A, which is great for uh, your vision, uh, immunity. It has uh, the antioxidant properties. And I, I'm sure everyone knows what antioxidants are at this point, but it removes free radicals from your system. So that may help in, in reducing uh, some diseases. So that's something that we can hang our head on, the vitamin A, the vitamin C, the antioxidants, and the chlorophyll. Uh, but yeah, we don't make claims about wheatgrass itself. Yeah, I think that's smart because then you you just kind of take the high road and let people do their own research. Yeah. And like you say, it's it's a green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're drinking your greens. <laughs> yeah. Do you have another kind of interesting idea or an add-on product that you think might might eventually complement your 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 brand or maca or we think we're just going to kind of stick with the uh, with the can with the canned beverages? Yeah, you know we we've been working on our our innovation plan um, and we ha we have what we think is a pretty strong plan in place. We're first going to innovate on flavor uh, function um, and all of these have already been formulated. And then we can go into different formats, um, which we've talked about. So you, you talk about your powders, your shots, but those sit in a different category altogether. And we're not ready right. to leap into multi-category with this brand quite yet. But yeah, it's not off the table. You do have to be thinking ahead. You takes a long time to 
get something else to market. So when something's being successful, yeah, you might put a little bit of energy right into yep. like a future innovation plan. Okay, fun, fun. Brian, it's great to talk to you again. Good to find out a little bit more about some of these herbal teas that you, is it, is it considered an herbal tea? Yep, it is. Yeah, yeah okay. Good to learn more about the yerba mate and the uh, guayusa. That's correct. Okay, I thought I was going to butcher that. I did. Guayusa. Guayusa. <laughs> eight shots. This is the equivalent of eight shots of wheatgrass in one can. That's amazing, and it tasted good. Let's have, let's do it again. Let's yeah. uh, let's kind of check in, and if you need someone to go help you at Gelson's, man, let me know. I mean, that is <laughs> that is an amazing place. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Oh, great to have you. Great to have you, Brian.